the host of You Can Tell Me Anything, the podcast where comedians confess something they've never told anyone before. Uh, except uh, I did... <laughs> wait, I'll, I'll introduce my guest before I go into the next part. <laughs> wow, really off to a great start. Um, not going to do it over. Sorry, this is a very authentic podcast where I do it once and that's it. Uh, anyways, this is a podcast all about confessions. Uh, you know, apologies, rants, raves, that kind of stuff. People want to get things off their chest uh, and I love to listen. My guest I'm very excited for. He's a good friend, very funny comedian. He co-directed the short film Rideshare, and he's going to put out more shorts. So watch that online and then follow him so you can watch more shorts. Give it up for Brody Reed. Hello. Thank you for introducing me early so I don't have to wait for like five minutes. I always, well, sometimes I write down things where I'm like, I'm going to do a whole intro and then I feel very awkward with someone sitting listening. Oh yeah, I always do them later when they're not there. That's smart, that yeah. That way you can talk any shit you want about and then them. You're like, this guess was awful. No, um... <laughs> No, I, the thing I w- that made me laugh that I uh, stopped saying that I was going to try to say was because, wow, that made no sense. I had I got a review on this podcast. Oh, really? That, um, I've gotten reviews before, but I mean, this one, it's not bad, but it, it made it me negative? laugh. Was it what? <laughs> no, it was a five-star review. I'm trying to, I wish it, the photo that I included is now. Um, Are you trying to shout it out? No, well, I'm going to shout it out, but the reason it made me laugh was because it specifically when I said um, this, these are things that nobody, or that you haven't told anyone before. Here, I'll read it, and then you'll see what I'm talking about. Okay. This is a review from Aaron Ezdi. Accidentally found this podcast by searching the names of other podcasters I like, specifically Michael Swaim, shout out, former guest, and boom, so many fantastic episodes with amazing guests. Putting the guest name in the title is definitely the way to go. Some of the confessions aren't really very personal, and they have clearly <laughs> told people them before which is the point of the show. But the conversations are always interesting and hilarious regardless. Five stars. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why (laughs) I wanted to... um uh, I laugh because uh, when I say this stuff, people have never told anyone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, well, I, they're very nitpicky about that. But to typically, I mean, I don't police anybody's Listen, confessions. Listen, punk, we're not getting paid, okay? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't police anybody's <laughs> confessions, and it's um, generally I the idea is that something you you not you're not like already talking about at length that's on stage, mm-hmm. or um, you haven't really framed it in that way. Like people will confess to things they were obsessed with as kids. Obviously, at some point. Mm-hmm. If you're obsessed with it, people know you're obsessed with it, but it's not been framed that way or whatever. So anyways, sorry, Aaron Ezzy, but thank you for the five-star review. Um, uh, if you guys leave me a five-star review and send me a screenshot, I will send you a private confession. Um, <laughs> I do see this screenshot, but I actually didn't see this review in the iTunes store yet, so I'll just have to take your word for it because it hasn't showed up yet. Um, wow. But anyways. You just confess to a lot of people like all week and stuff? I what? <laughs> you just confess to people all week? I would if I was getting that many. Uh, I mean, I get... I, I've It's just manageable. Are they I'll different say. confessions? Or is they are. They're okay. very different. And I won't tell you what they are because they're secret wow. private confessions. I think so of a new secrets. one. <laughs> <laughs> they're not... Well, the secrets aren't always bad. I, I love the idea of secrets and I love confessing. I like having secrets because I like to confess. You them. are shrouded in mystery, Teresa. I'm just a mystery. I'm an enigma. Um, but speaking of why secrets aren't always bad, I always like to start my podcast by having the guests do a good confession. Hmm. So I think we do have a lot of negative um, connotations when we talk about confessing. So this is a way to get to know you. Just something 
small easy that you um are proud of or happy with that you want to confess i kind of forgot to think of a good confession because i mean like <laughs> i'm trying to think of something positive that i wouldn't tell anyone <laughs> <laughs> well what's something that you're proud of that that recently or you're excited about or that you know something that you know you, this is your chance to brag for a minute about something usually we're we're shamed for bragging online but i'm letting you brag about something yeah that's true i am so humble that i just don't really think about things to brag about <laughs> thank you for not calling me out when i said so humble um <laughs> i guess i'm proud of the fact that i've been learning a language for almost a year even though i still can't really speak it because it's so hard i've been learning japanese the language is sarcasm no, i'm just kidding um, yes, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've been learning sarcasm and it's been and pretty sarcasm. good i can read at a fifth grade level <laughs> You're learning Japanese, and I low-key kind of saw this on your computer when I came in your room. Yeah, that was a little bit embarrassing. That's uh, so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going well. I can almost read... Um, I can kind of read children's books, even though I uh-huh. have to like, read them pretty slowly. I, um, I got a new job like not too long ago. I'm a receptionist at a cool place. Oh, nice. I've done that before. Yeah. It wasn't as cool. Oh, it was a fine place. I don't want to <laughs> talk shit. There's no reason. I, I, probably not as cool as... <laughs> that I would describe it as cool, but probably not. I mean, it's anytime that people like pass me on my computer and I'm like intensely like typing and it looks like I'm doing work, like uh-huh. I'm actually just learning Japanese. Like I'm not. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm not working at all. <laughs> That's okay because the reception job is just to be there in case someone needs something, and it what yeah. you do when you're in between time. It yeah, that's is. my first positive confession is that I somehow have a job where I really only work maybe a third of the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, those are two in one. That's great. Um, you because you're really into uh, anime, reading manga, so that's now you can read them. There's in, so many in the reasons. I tried to learn other languages before. I mean, like I'll definitely finish learning Spanish, and I tried to learn french before um and like my motivation to do that was because i just wanted to read some like comic books that didn't get translated or some Mm -hmm. reason like that or like just the novelty because of it but like when i really think about it like the the media that i consume the most besides english is japanese in terms of just movies and manga and (laughs) weird commercials and (laughs) all like (laughs) so many reasons that like it, it it's become very rewarding even though it's uh extremely hard <laughs> have you sort of picked some up just by watching cause subtitled um shows a little bit um but mostly it's because like i'll memorize something that has popped up several times before and gotcha. then actually realize the context of it like i'm not you know i've never been there so i i can't like immerse myself uh-huh. completely but um i can I, I can really just practice by <laughs> playing video games that i've imported that i don't uh, totally understand and like, what is that thing that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know what hadouken means yet. <laughs> I think it's exclamation probably there's a lot of um there's a lot of similar like um sounds in it like they don't have like in english we like for example, like an A in English, like to read it, you can like pronounce an A in so many different ways, mm-hmm. like ah, a, uh, like blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot of different like ways you can interpret like a syllable, but in yeah. Japanese, like the syllables are pretty straightforward, so they don't have as many sounds as we do. Yeah, it's like a grid, like akasata. I don't mm-hmm. recall it, but then you literally like you go down the yeah, list of combinations. Totally. And I think I read somewhere that like the number of sounds that we have 
in English compared to Japanese is probably like four times as many、oh, as、wow. like, like syllab- syllabic combinations and stuff. Interesting. So they have a lot of um, like um, synonyms. Not synonym. What, what am I trying to say? Like、uh, they sound the same, but they're different. Oh, yes. Homonyms. Homonyms. Yeah. You got oh, it. Oh, I haven't heard that word for a while. Damn, Very fifth grade. It Just, okay. <laughs> So so easy for you,、um, <laughs> but yeah. So that's a positive. That's cool.、Mm-hmm. I feel like I tried to learn Korean when I was in college because I watched a lot of Korean soap operas,、uh-huh. and I learned a little bit. But then I just gave up. It's it's. I hear very... it's pretty easy to learn how to pronounce like Sarita and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's written similar. It's similar.、Um, It's well, it's different from Japanese, but similar in that it's like a building, like all the le- parts are, of a word are building blocks. Right, and they're like based on, they're like written in、mm-hmm. how you pronounce exactly, them. and it's、yeah. like a little puzzle piece.、Um, yeah, someone told me you can basically learn how to speak Korean in like an hour. <laughs> yeah, you learn the、uh, the base, the building blocks, and then you can learn how to read. But you have still have to learn what the words yeah, mean. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I, I thought I still do. I think Korean sounds so cool. Like、yeah. it's like a super like sexy language because the, the way they roll the art, like you know, it's like. Of course, you think it's sexy because、like, you just love K-pop. I do. I do. I love K-pop. That's right. We've had this conversation before. <laughs> yeah, we've had many of these. We've had so many.、Before. Oh man.、Um, well, this is also a confession about、uh, confession, a podcast about、um, loosely inspired by like therapy and sort of getting things off your chest. Yeah, I've、um, never been to therapy. You've never. I've never. Is that a choice? No,、um, I guess it's a choice at this point. I mean, I, but I've never been. I've never necessarily seeked it out. I、mm-hmm. never like. I don't think my the culture I grew up in is a culture that like thinks about therapy, or、mm-hmm. at least not when I was a kid.、Um, and I just like. When I had Obamacare, I just didn't really <laughs> just sign up for it and go. It is hard to start because it's not just like you show up and you're like, "I have a cold," and they'll give you a thing. Like you do have to kind、yeah. of vibe with the therapist, and you have to get really personal. So it's like even、yeah. if people say they're professional, like it's the person staring at you while you're confessing things to them. I'm just gonna close this door because my roommate is practicing guitar. Oh, cool! No worries. <laughs>、um, Yeah, I mean Chinese culture is also a little bit like that. It's maybe changing more in the Asian American culture. I don't know what the landscape is like in Taiwan or China yeah, about it, but I imagine、not. they're still like maybe twenty years behind in terms of、totally. accepting it as a、um, mental health as like health, you know.、Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, the only time I ever went to therapy was when I was a kid, and I like. Gotten fights in like kindergarten, and then my mom <laughs> wanted me to go to a child therapist who honestly did absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, ch- child therapist—it must be its own little thing. I went to a—I、uh, guess she worked with children, but I, as an adult, I went because she was an art therapist,、mm-hmm. mostly worked with children.、Art、yeah, like so. so、um, you draw and she- yeah, I got to draw, <laughs> but I went.、Um, I went because I wanted to try something different, and I was on my insurance. This was when I was in New York, and I. Loved it, so I kept going back. And she, there's something about you know, because I didn't go as a kid. There's something about when、mm-hmm. I work with、um, teen and child psychologists that I like more because I think they. I'm still trying to figure out the child part of my like. There's like, I'm like、brain. working through that. <laughs> well, I'm working through all the issues that I didn't work through as a kid. Okay. So I think when I work with a child and teen psychologist, they tend to get to that stuff faster because they can like, I don't know, push away all the, the, adult stuff. 
um mm-hmm. but i don't know maybe i just yeah you just go in there and you complain about homework and stuff yeah homework. <laughs> <laughs> well there's like a way they talk to you well she i liked her a lot the one in new york but she let me draw and i wasn't a good artist but it wasn't about being good <laughs> but it did help like, she'd be like oh do you want to draw how this feels and it's so so dumb but i did i liked it imagine if she did criticize you for your art <laughs> right <laughs> she, yeah i don't know then i would it would be its own whole yeah imagine like comedy therapy that sounds awful because it's like you would care about it Jesus, yeah no <laughs> um yeah well i guess comedy in its way is a way to express yourself yeah how I, do you like if you i mean besides the comedy or is it just comedy like if you are feeling like you've got stuff you need to like get out what do you do um i've gotten pretty good at like i've written i've read like i want to say 20 self-help books uh-huh. <laughs> you know like I'm the pre- secret that's the only one i know i have not read the secret oh, you haven't? <laughs> <laughs> um i feel like i have just gained a lot of emotional intelligence and i've listened to enough uh good podcasts uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and you know i have a lot of people to talk to if i need to so i feel like i you know can find outlets for um, my emotions, you know, I'll write a lot. Um, <laughs> Do you write in a journal? Yeah, most of most of me writing in a journal is just me beating myself up and then telling myself not to beat myself up so much. <laughs> oh no! Well, I guess it's good if you come to a uh, conclusion within within that space. Yeah, I start every diary entry by like, man, why don't I write in this more? <laughs> Me too. I used to do well because I used to journal all the time, and then I got uh, stopped. I think after social media kind of took over, and then mm-hmm. I started again. But I didn't like the notebook I was writing in, so every time I pull it out, I'd start by being like. I really need to get a new notebook and like it's just so like if i like this notebook more i would write in here more what should i talk about it's a lot of that um uh, but i i do find it helps to just free write i think i'm gonna yeah. start doing that more of i'm on a kick where i'm kind of saying things as i feel them more mm-hmm. not that i necessarily wasn't before but i i've i feel like i was um you know sometimes in, there's like the you're afraid of what people will think if you just say how you feel you know yeah i you, definitely turned that corner when i started doing stand-up a couple of years ago and i definitely feel like a better person for it like if i like i'm not holding things in as much anymore i've always been like yeah. an introvert who overthinks things so i'm like pretty used to like working things out on my own but like you still only have the capacity of your own brain. So it's like you can't really cross-reference shit. (laughs) Well, that's when you grow is when you you communicate with other people. But I Mm -hmm. actually, yeah, because I I used to get so much phone anxiety, just like picking up the phone and even if it was like, oh, I didn't even answer my phone. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) (laughs) If people call me, I'm like, why aren't you texting me? And I don't answer. (laughs) Sometimes I actually even feel like, yeah, I'll I'll feel that I'm like, I'm gonna inconvenience somebody but sometimes you just want to talk on the phone also because yeah. on a text can it almost feel more serious if it's not a serious thing sometimes you're just like hey oh disagree. i want to discuss really <laughs> you yeah. disagree if if i don't have your number saved in my phone already like don't ever call me i'll never pick oh <laughs> yeah i love to talk i love to i have a couple friends not a lot but a couple friends that i'll just call to talk mm-hmm. and i love that but it's weird crossing into that territory it feels if, old school almost yeah feels like i'm in high school and i talk to people for longer than like 10 minutes on the phone but it's so nice because i spend so much time driving that if but it's, it's true what you say is true like there's friends who i would, wouldn't mind if they called me but because we don't have that relationship I won't call them because I'm like, oh, I don't want to freak them out. They're going right, to be so yeah. confused. So like the three people I do that with uh, <laughs> when I want to call someone, I'll just call one of them. So then our friendship grows 
well it's like i could be having conversations <laughs> with other people <laughs> i usually just talk to people in real life but do you talk because you chance. don't text like that either right you're not like hey how's it going you, you don't have like a full-on conversation so then no. you kind of just don't have that conversation the only times i do is if when someone like lives in like another state or something or yeah they like moved away or something like that but even then i feel like when i'm on text i don't they don't have my full attention because i don't sit down and text I'll uh I'll maybe be like what's new and then I'll give them a quick paragraph and they'll give me a quick paragraph and like cool bye yeah. like if you want my full attention you gotta tweet at me <laughs> <laughs> subtweet <laughs> it's so funny I I know ne- I never like really subtweet people but I um will sometimes make you know whatever jokes that I think are funny that people will think are subtweets uh-huh. and I've had a couple I've had it happen before where people will like call me out and I'll be like oh that wasn't about <laughs> anything uh, i definitely will like see someone else's tweet and then like as a joke i'll be like oh so you're subtweeting me right <laughs> oh yeah it is funny to fake call out things <laughs> yeah i've had people like like dm me like hey just so you know that wasn't about you i'm like no i know <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah someone said yeah. i love my oh, no, i don't know never mind i can't think of a joke forget that that's okay. <laughs> just edit it out you have the power. just edit it i'll put in a joke there insert a joke there yeah i don't um, like subtweets they don't solve anything they don't um but uh but i i do feel like there's a well how do you feel about this in comedy like when you want to make a joke that's not about someone but it starts from someone do, have you ever had this happen mm-hmm. i'll try to elaborate like okay like specifically let's say like if you're in relationship um because i've had this happen where i'll be like oh this is a funny thing that happened yeah and then i didn't feel this about it but it leads me to write this joke uh-huh. that's like maybe a little meaner uh-huh. uh where i'm like like what i don't know i can't I, will I don't want to use an ex- as much as I can. <laughs> uh, I'll try to. Uh, like, I want to do an example, but then like, I'm like, <laughs> like, oh, I had this. Um, I had this joke about like how pe- people who say, um, "I'm afraid to get hurt" mm-hmm. are all sociopaths, only because it was rooted in the fact that like we're all afraid to get hurt. Mm-hmm. I think, and then it just when people bring that up, I'm always like, duh. But also, if you're the one bringing it up, you tend to be the one hurting people. Mm-hmm. But I don't actually think that. Obviously, I think some people say that and are fine. I've definitely dated so i've i've only dated like you know a small number of other comedians but like one comedian in particular who i dated um like we only dated for like a month or two Mm -hmm. and for like two years after we like broke up like i could not watch her sets like i would have (laughs) to but like she wrote some really mean jokes and they weren't necessarily about me, but they were so like me. Oh no. <laughs> that I, I like could not watch her and then like feel like Oh yeah. At all. <laughs> oh that's rough. Yeah. I, I don't like like revenge jokes where mm-hmm. it's like you're trying to make them feel a certain way, but but I always it is a line that I'm always like if I think of something funny and it's a punchline, I just I'm like, hopefully they'll just transcend and be like it's not about me but sometimes i am i there have been a couple times where i've been like oh i if someone's in the audience i'm like yeah i don't think they'll think it's about them but i don't want to say because also if you if you specifically say it's not about you then they're like oh it's about me (laughs) so you have to like not no i believe it (laughs) i've also i've also done the thing where i've um created cumulative characters where i'll talk about like oh i'm dating this person and i've like combined three people because they're jokes i wrote over three different people and then sometimes i'll be like oh what if someone recognizes one and thinks the others are about them i mean i just have a chunk where i just complain about white girls so so i guess that's a lot of material there (laughs) yeah well it's an amalgamation of half the people i've dated i think that's okay (laughs) i I think that's 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 fine (laughs) i think they deserve it yeah, uh, but usually I just don't <laughs> talk shit when they're in the audience. That's smart. And they normally aren't. So. They normally, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, well, cool. Um, uh, I'm looking at the things that I wanted to say, and I feel like we already covered so many of the questions. Okay. Do you want to get into the meat and potatoes? Yeah. So, Brody, is there anything you would like to tell me? Um, <laughs> I like how you asked that question like you didn't ask me to be on the podcast. <laughs> but um, I would say that my confession is that I am, I like, basically have cut out my sister from my life. Oh, wow. And... I that's definitely something I haven't like talked about um and I'm like really wondering if I even like want her to be back in at this point um I stopped talking to her um when my dad died basically which is about a year and a half ago Mm -hmm. um and the biggest reason I stopped talking to her is because she kept asking me for money <laughs> oh wow um what's your uh age difference um she's a lot older than me she is my half sister um i want to say she's like 12 years older than me or something like okay. that so she's like 40 early 40s or something like that um she has she lives in florida red mm-hmm. flag oh, uh, okay <laughs> She has three kids um, by different dads, all different dads. Um, she just kind of had like a rougher life than I did. Um, mm-hmm. She, I don't think she finished like, I'm not sure if she finished her education. I think she graduated high school. I'm not completely sure. Did you guys have a relationship before? Um, or is more just like see each other at family gatherings? It was more see each other um Every once in a while, like, by the time I was, like, a kid and my parents were divorced and I would just, like, go to my dad's on the weekends and stuff, mm-hmm. um, that was when my sister was in high school, I think, so maybe she's, like, maybe she's, like, eight or nine years older than me. She feels older. I don't even totally know. And, like, a lot of my memories um, of her are just like her um getting in trouble in high school like once my dad like drove us home and then she was literally just having like a like a high school teen party <laughs> where there was just like loud music and like drinking and someone shit, hanging like, from a dad's. tree just ha- like like uh, i'm thinking like what's that long duck dawn in uh mm-hmm. 16 candles yeah it was totally like just that. he's just like hello it was classic like my dad had to just like kick out a bunch of high school kids and then um and then there's like really big gaps like we never really like bonded or, or anything like except for when i was like a young kid mm-hmm. and then when she got a little bit older like she got she dipped into drugs for sure um one of my memories of her is when my <laughs> dad <laughs> took me also my dad did some irresponsible things like i should not have been involved uh-huh. but like one time he had to go like save her from her like drug dealer boyfriend or something oh like no that. um like <laughs> my dad like ro- my dad did some really dumb shit my dad <laughs> like rolled into his apartment like with a gun in his waistband Whoa. and stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> and i was just like <laughs> had me in tow i was like eight years old like i was like a sidekick or something i was like this is not okay (laughs) but um so yeah she's just done like some questionable shit and then she had a kid young and then had two more kids Mm -hmm. and like one i 
had like my first real like sort of good job which mm-hmm. is when i was a researcher for a show um on comedy central i didn't even ha- i still didn't have the- i've never had a lot of money <laughs> mm-hmm. but um like when we started reconnecting she would just like ask me for money like all the time oh, man. just like a hundred dollars here and there and just like pay the bills like feed the kids blah 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 and then like she was also just like you know getting money from my dad from his like welfare checks and shit and she was just like constantly asking for that and just like emotionally kind of like manipulative in that way yeah that's that's tough because like family it's always like a thing where Mm -hmm. if someone asks you or you want to be helpful but it's also like very transparent what they're trying to do yeah it's it's weird my family is like both both sides of my family are like pretty spread out um my mom's side of the family lives mostly like they're from the east coast Mm -hmm. and basically they're all like spread around california and stuff so i never really grew up with like a strong sense of like family outside of like nuclear um so like there's just like a lot of grimy charlatans mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. the, like my uncle was on drugs when i was like younger and then like got cleaned up but like no one ever really forgave him <laughs> oh, like, okay stuff like that and i don't know like when my dad died my dad died super poor and like she kind of just like was being a little bit of a jerk she was like in florida the whole time she couldn't afford Uh to like come and like go to the funeral or anything about just like i had to like clean his apartment and like pay for his funeral basically myself and then like she was asking just like are you like hiding like inheritance from me i'm just like fucking no (laughs) so that was like the last time i like really talked yeah um and i think she's like i guess she's doing okay now i mean like she found me um, on Instagram like a couple of months ago. Okay. Um, so you like blocked her on everything or you just stopped responding? I s- basically stopped answering her calls. Um, gotcha. And then I I blocked several of her numbers. Mm-hmm. And she would get New phones numbers. often because they were just like, like next tails or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. um, and then the, the what what's crazy though is that like her oldest daughter now is i want to say like almost 13 probably oh, okay and like i don't even have a relationship with her kids at all because yeah. she's been just like such a character so her so yeah my niece actually is the one who like found me on instagram first um and like in a very young little kid way it was just like I'm your niece, surprise. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I and like the part I feel worse about is that I didn't respond to her either. Like I haven't. Right, like you you think her mom was using her as like, oh, see if you can get in touch with your uncle. I mean, I wouldn't put it past her. Yeah, that's tough. Oh man, like family and money is really like I I would I used to have a policy out of nowhere, not that it happened to me, but I just would just from watching movies and hearing and reading books and whatever that I was like, if I just don't want to lend money to family, mm-hmm. obviously like emergencies are different, but just like that, cause you never know or whatever. Um, and that was my, and that was my policy. Um, but, but then when you hear specifics, it's always like, 
Like I've obviously broken that rule. Like oh, I helped cover my sister's rent once and like whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, I think it gets in a tricky situation because money is such a personal thing. Like especially if you're struggling yourself that you want to help but it's like wow where do you draw the line and yeah i wish that she was like even just a little bit more reliable so i mean i mean like the first couple times i lent her money i was like glad to help i was like yeah i've I've never bought you or your kids any christmas presents like Mm -hmm. (laughs) here you go here's like a couple hundred but then like when it just became like she was obviously just like relying on it and i was just like you're not gonna um I don't know. You're not gonna like figure it out on your own if I like keep helping right. you, right? Like, sh- and she p- has this idea that you're like in LA with all this money to spare, and that's why she's yeah. It re- I mean, like, I haven't even seen her in person in like I don't know, probably close to ten years or something like that. But I mean, it's it's hard because I know that her life is like worse than mine. It's like yeah, always been worse than mine, and like my life isn't even good (laughs) it's so hard to like i mean like i'm i'm poor (laughs) like i'm not destitute but like barely (laughs) but if i helped you then i would be destitute so like i I yeah that's a hard thing yeah i don't know it's such a like it's like we never should assume anything about other people's finances because like, I mean, like, I have a credit card and I, like, was not paying it for the summer and mm-hmm. it was bad. But it was also, like, obviously still privileged because I have a credit card and whatever. Like, you know, if I need it, I could use it. Yeah. Um, but I was, like, negative and in debt. But also then I feel like I had friends who had less in their bank account or had more in their bank account than I actually had but felt like they had less because they were, like, I don't know. It was just, like, the like I wouldn't talk yeah, about it. You know what I mean? a lot of my friends. So there's, like, a feeling where they'd be, like, oh, can you cover me? I'm, like, oh, yeah, I can put on my card. But I'm also, like but I owe like $5,000, you know, yeah. if it's like, but I like never borrow money. I, I'm uncomfortable even with credit. I borrowed money one time in my whole life, um, to, to, to like finish a short, like, um, mm-hmm. a couple months ago. And I literally just paid it back today. <laughs> like, like two hours. Congratulations. Ago. <laughs> that should have been your good confession. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess it should have <laughs> No, you got three good confessions. That I paid my friend back $500. That's great. Um, that's such a good feeling. And I also hate owing things. And that's why I always end up putting it on my a credit card, which, because mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, I just owe myself or I owe whatever. Um, but then the interests are so high. And then sometimes. Yeah, it doesn't even build credit because I don't like owing money oh because you have to yeah i think i started building credit because of i have so much student debt and so when i I was lucky after school when i graduated i did have um like a more traditional job for a couple years so Mm -hmm. that helped me with um starting paying student loans Mm -hmm. um but i put my loans on hold this year because this year i was like i can't do it um i'm so glad i don't have student loans yeah it's like this thing that i forget about sometimes because even when i had a really good job i mean i I say really good but like it was i worked at sony for a bit and it for a entry-level job it was good like it i'll say like years ago when i was You're doing an entry-level <laughs> i was making slightly more about the same but slightly more Were you an than i'm making yeah so, huh I was, a re- I was a receptionist and then an assistant <laughs> um but that's the kind of thing where i was like i was so i would feel so broke all the time and then eventually people like my friends would be like why you have a good job like what's and i was paying very little for my rent my rent was like six hundred dollars in like a shitty basement in uh brooklyn but i was always so broke and i was <laughs> i couldn't my rent is. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like this was like in new york so that's like yeah. it's like double how much like whatever everything there's like double yeah um 
but I was so like, I was like, why am I so broke? I can never, just never have any money to spare. And then I was like, oh, it's because I've got this debt and I had it on auto, mm. whatever. So then I was like, there's just half of my money just goes to student loans. Man. Yeah, I went to community college and best decision <laughs> I ever made. <laughs> yeah, I should have done that, man. It's, it's so it's I, hindsight is twenty twenty. It is. I went to high school that was so um, like uh, focused on getting into college mm-hmm. that like the idea of not going to a university just was beyond me. And yeah. now I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like it. Yeah, when I was young, I was very skeptical of our education system and our credit system because they're basically systems that trick people to being slaves to capitalism and uh-huh. stuff. <laughs> and it's Stockholm that is, syndrome. That is, yeah, totally. It's like even even now, like there are times where I'm like, I feel like I missed out on this like experience I'm supposed to have, but that's just kind of like brainwashing like I, I still learned all the things i need to learn yeah still socialize with plenty of people uh-huh <laughs> i wish i yeah there's so much i wish i knew but then i'm like i guess that's part of it too i was doing stuff with my i was doing mm-hmm. other stuff so you can't do everything what do you mean well i mean when i'm like i wish i did comedy in college or i wish i knew oh, yeah. that like if i had just like i you know ultimately want to you know do, make art films or you know yeah. do comedy i if I hadn't gone to university and just like lived at home or I got a really cheap apartment and went mm-hmm. to community college and just started making films then. Right. Uh, and I had so much more free time cause I wasn't, you know, whatever, uh, living by myself. There's challenges to every situation, you know? Yeah. I mean, who knows if you, you know, would have done that, stayed home and went to community college. Right. I might've gone, just gotten like, distracted and done yeah. something else. I would actually, if I stayed at home, I most, most certainly would have, probably tried to audition for one of those like uh nba or nfl dance teams because <laughs> i i have before and i like I heard about that. but a lot of my friends from home danced for um did, did pro dance and pro cheer wow so i most certainly would have auditioned i might have been like close enough because i had just come out of like dance that shit doesn't dancing pay well training either, does it? it doesn't and it's definitely more of a glamour thing Nothing and it pays well in capitalism what the hell it doesn't yeah it's almost like when people are like well you should want this thing so we'll underpay you burn it down i don't know anyone in entertainment who knows how they're gonna retire you know what <laughs> I mean? yeah part of why i feel guilty about not like crushing it and like making it in the industry is because if i was making like you know six figures a year or something mm-hmm. if i like sold a show or something like that and my sister asked me for money i'd be like here you go i don't give a shit yeah true <laughs> buy your kids pizza every night like whatever like i'd like to help out but you know i'm not eddie murphy does it feel like does um does it feel like some of it's not just not having it um that's frustrating but more like the principle of like f- to being taken for granted um or does that not really matter like if you had a lot she'd I'm guess I don't know her at all, but like from what it, you're saying, she may st- act even more entitled to it. If you had more, would that bother you? If she was like, "You have all this, like I deserve this." Definitely, a l- it's 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 that kind of like it's hard to say because she does need it so much, mm-hmm. but like it's it's more of a principle of her relying on it and then like underplaying how much underplaying her intentions of asking me on a regular basis because um because my dad like he he was like in prison for four years and then when he got out he was just basically just like i'm gonna i'm just retired i'm just gonna like live off of welfare and have a modest like life and stuff and then 
even like the little money he was getting from that like my sister was like he was giving half of that to her oh wow to just like help her out and stuff and like he was living like in squalor because of it one of the (laughs) so this is an open secret i don't know if i've told you this before but like okay so my dad and my step um she wasn't my stepmom but she was engaged to be my stepmom okay um they both died around the same time and they're both really sick uh-huh. um from two separate illnesses and i was like both of their caretaker for a short period uh-huh. it was like the worst year of my life it was like 2016 yeah, it was rough. 16 or something like that um and long story short she my my um my dad's girlfriend had a malpractice lawsuit from like 10 years ago oh wow um and very very long story very short she Uh was gonna inherit not inherit she was gonna win um 16 million dollars what 16 million dollars from this malpractice lawsuit and there was like all kinds of drama that happened in between um and like my they like knew that they were gonna get it and stuff and like my sister knew that they were gonna get it and stuff um and then she was gonna get it get the money in january of 2017 she died in december of 2016 oh my god um (laughs) and she didn't have a life or people on dependents that it would have gone to um i guess you can't because it's i don't know how that works wasn't married to my dad so like it did not go to us. Um, if it did go to her family, I don't know about it. Her, The rest of her family was estranged mm. and, like, abused her and stuff. Aww, and, like, sad. if they did get the money, they don't deserve it. That's so I kind of hope that they... kind of hope that... Wow, 16 million. Did. I can't even imagine. Yeah. That's an insane amount of money. Yeah. for My family thought we were going to get $16 million for basically like two years <laughs> wow which is pretty much the worst part like when my dad told me that they were gonna like get a bunch of money i was like i wish you hadn't told me until you just got it because i don't want to like yeah think about what my future is gonna be like wow yeah if she had stayed alive for like one, one more, more month, month like i wouldn't have to work anymore period that's crazy that's do you believe like what's your um do you be- are you religious or do you believe in like i'm not a- religious no. any fate or anything like that um my dad tried to get me into christianity when i was 13 he gave me like a bible for teens <laughs> <laughs> and when he gave it to me i was like really it's excited. all written in like abbreviations like a little bit yeah it was just like condensed like lessons and stuff and then god was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> um and then i read it and i was super into it and then by the time I finished reading it, I was like, wait a minute. I have like more questions than I did mm-hmm. when I started reading it. So then I read it again and then I was like, oh no, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't for me. <laughs> That's how I feel about rewatching uh, Phantom Menace. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not good. People need to, people who like tell me that the prequels are good i'm like you're a men's rights activist like the, oh my god right wrong. they're like it was good because it was no <laughs> women um <laughs> but um yeah i so i, I basically been an atheist since i was like 13 years old so well i asked that too because whenever there's like big sort of i don't know if this counts as a coincidence but mm-hmm. definitely feels like some 
some sort of like a uh, uh, kismet or like you know wh- whatever I mean, like if something was just off or not synced up i always wonder about that like if there was some sort of plan that i just think unfortunate things happen all the time i don't think it was any kind of plan i mean like being alive is just completely random like for sure all, like, it is the random. Most random shit so like and i mean atrophy is just like a natural state of being alive <laughs> <laughs> well we attribute patterns to understand our world better and it's for yes. survival because i think if you can uh recognize enough patterns it can help inform your oh, yeah. next move I, and I, I recognize the pattern that <laughs> has led to my <laughs> that no i don't mean is, it that pattern is poverty <laughs> in a, well i just mean sometimes you uh you look for signs to try to like um Right. Like read the universe a little bit to be like, what should I be doing to get the best possible outcome? And I don't mean you do that. Yeah. I mean, people do that. I do that. I don't know if it's correct or whatever, but um, if, I, if I did that, I would, I would have, it would probably would have fucked me up. Like in terms of that particular incident of the money thing. That's sure. Like, what did I do wrong? God. <laughs> well, it's not about guilt. I mean, I would say I don't, I'm not a, necessarily uh i do believe in some sort of god but i'm not necessarily like believe in capital g god <laughs> but i would think a, a the christian um teaching would probably just be to be like well god doesn't whatever like that's a, too much but that's a test blah blah, blah. yeah yeah because the whole thing is like not to have greed but um that's yeah, what exactly. i would lean towards even though i'd be like no man if yeah it's easier to be a better person if you're rich like <laughs> the only real lesson is that a lawyer named don smallberg took advantage of two very vulnerable people Ugh. and calmed them out of what could have been. A That's lot of awful. Money. That's always the worst too. When people try to be like, Oh, use this as a lesson. You're like, what about this bad person who won yeah. out of it? What yeah. about him? Like, yeah. does he get like, how come there's no justice? And people are, well, God has other ways of, and you're like, does he though? Cause <laughs> these people, these bad yeah. people are winning everywhere. Bad people are constantly winning all the time. Bad people are the reason. The thing is that like, why i think we should just guillotine all rich people (laughs) is that the incredibly wealthy have just gotten very good at like thieving money away from people who they'll never meet or interact with in their life and getting away with it and then people think that you know that that's just the way it goes but it's not (laughs) it's incredibly frustrating because actually this kind of goes along with your story but rich people like the richest of rich love Uh to do like philanthropy and um like very showy forms of do gooding mm-hmm. and they do that because if they didn't obviously you we literally be like you're a completely evil person yeah. but the problem is they're making so much like if you make a hundred mm-hmm. million a year and you give away a million that's yeah. like nothing yeah. but it sounds like a lot when you're like an individual gave a million dollars to this museum you're like wow so yeah. great the hrc campaign gave um like a some kind of like lifetime achievement award to jeff bezos like <laughs> like not even a year ago like this year because he donated like some sum of money but like jeff bezos has don't like even compared to other billionaires has donated so little of the m- yeah the only person i think who's actually putting or two people who are putting their money where their mouth is is bill bill and melinda gates i think they've done so much and they've vowed to like basically I get actually rid of have problems with bill oh gates. really okay yeah, then i don't he's know he's kind of helping to colonize africa oh, <laughs> at the moment <laughs> so he kind of sucks okay um well i gotta do more research i just know that they've definitely vowed to give away um pretty much their entire wealth but but that's the thing that's the problem it's like it's hard to billionaires it is hard very hard to say a 
pure person being good when they still live in a mansion you know what i mean it's like mm -hmm. live in a not okay you know what you get four rooms you, you can get have four a mansion, rooms but no i say you get four rooms if you're a, if you get do you get two extra rooms if you're a billionaire T two extra rooms in your house and then and then i don't mean you have to give away everything you can have right? a mansion just have one mansion <laughs> Uh, true but even a mansion feels excessive but I you know mean, what like, I, at that level because i used to be like oh that's so excessive but then i think as you as the rich get even richer sometimes you jump into this next category where you're creating jobs mm -hmm. and so if you're a good person it's it's tricky because like if you're people, hiring people, people always say that but like it's still bullshit because people are basically just hoarding money like yeah in they are 30 years ago like the top three richest like billionaires in the world had like like yeah like 30 years ago the richest person in the world had maybe like two billion dollars now mm. there are entire families that have like 300 billion dollars 250 yeah. billion dollars 200 billion dollars and like the median like income of just like um everyone in america has gone down like three percent that's insane i mean but yeah so this is what i was saying is like these rich people who give away a lot seem like they're doing good and meanwhile when poor people get asked for money and it feels so much harder to even give up like like if i have to cover my friend's lunch i'm mm -hmm. like oh that 15 dollars was <laughs> gonna be for my dinner you know it's, it feels like so little but then it matters more like every because i'm er earning every dollar yeah but also it's like what there's this big gap like can't we make this work somehow billionaires like can we not like can we not figure this out? You could buy lunch for all of L all the poor people in LA for yeah, a year and exactly. it would be nothing for you. Can we figure out how to proportion this? It's very frustrating. I try to give stuff to charity every year because um, it does make me feel good. I don't end mm. up giving a lot because I don't have a lot. But even if it's yeah. like at the end of the year, if I'm like, all right, I'll make a $50 contribution. That feels like a lot to me, but mm -hmm. it's just so funny to me where I'm like, that's probably proportionally way more to me than it is to like a billionaire. But then yeah. it, it means nothing to the charity they're like oh cool okay you you gave what okay good for you i guess and it's crazy like, how much i had to th i already thought about this like when i thought that it was gonna be like uh, an executor oh an yeah how so how for how many months did you think you were gonna have 16 million dollars <sighs> like a year and a half wow yeah it was torture <laughs> jeez <laughs> oh, it man. was it was the absolute worst i was gonna like buy a house and just try to i don't know i was thinking about like maybe starting a production company i was thinking yeah. about if i was gonna even tell people at all I was <laughs> no you don't tell people i mean part of me was just like i had to be honest like <laughs> this is the money i have if yeah. anyone's in a bind like let me know <laughs> i think it'd be I fun to I be just like straight up blanket given all of my friends like a thousand dollars that's awesome <laughs> it'd be fun to be secret because well, i think it's uh, on surface i'm like it's fun to be transparent but then you think about all the people like even your sister who's your family mm -hmm. who's asking for money like there's a lot of people out there like that I given her money <laughs> but people who in the lottery get um who win the lottery like have to be on the lamb because people try to kill them all the time yeah they do people who that's so scary people <laughs> die within five years of winning the it's lottery. so scary it's straight up scary um i will i don't even want to win the lottery do you think you would have uh your character would have changed if you won 16 million dollars i do i i because just because of the fact that i wouldn't have to work anymore mm -hmm. i mean honestly i would have just become it wouldn't have changed that much i know <laughs> people who do comedy who i don't want to put on blast who definitely don't have to work <laughs> and oh just, okay yes and every time i talk to them, i'm just like what's new i'm just like oh just busy i'm just like submitting packets and stuff i'm just like you're not that busy though <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
I know what you mean. There's something about being a staying in exactly what you're doing, but just with more money. That feels cool because then mm -hmm. you get to just it. It's like literally being. It's easier. You're like releasing yeah. the weights. But in real life, I, well, in real life, I think when you get really rich and you start moving into upper class, mm -hmm. your whole world changes and you're interacting with people on your level, which means. You don't feel like you have that much, so it's a little different. Like if you're doing comedy yeah. and going to open mics, and you You'll have always find problems and like worries and stuff. But like, I wish that I could make enough to escape the like poverty mentality that I have. Because mm -hmm. like, if I do say like a commercial and I get like a check for like three thousand dollars, like mm -hmm. in my brain, I'm like, Whew, I don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. For, oh why? <laughs> <laughs> and like that's not good. <laughs> yeah. That's not a healthy mentality. Like, that's how this in, this job is set up, though. I feel like that's pretty normal comedy? for being an actor. Yeah. I mean, it's just like very gig-based. Because like, I've never booked be, a big commercial like that. But I have friends who like, you know, they'll book a national and they don't have to work for a year. But then two years, you'll be, two, like you'll talk to them in two years and then it'll be like, what's new? And they're like, nothing. Can I, Do you have any PA jobs? And it's, so, yeah, so it's like it's just honestly, up and down. Even, like this industry has like, it's always been predatory and people like, take that for granted but i don't think what a lot of people realize is that in the last 10 years it's become like even more predatory oh for sure um, yeah because like even 20 years ago like say if you were an actor and you got on even just like a guest starring role on like um like a tv show or something like that mm -hmm. you would make bank for like a year or two like that is like good money and like now these days like like streaming has become very popular and like no one wants to like give you a real contract for anything like yeah everyone's trying to screw you over like no one in the entertainment industry is making as much as they should like it's drastically gone down there should be more residual set up for streaming yeah, there's no residual there's not. anymore or just some sort of system where it's based on views i know they can't because netflix doesn't want to release their view counts yeah but, but it's like and i'm i'm glad they're in debt <laughs> I, what do you think is going to happen to netflix you think it's going to go the way of movie pass because they're no they're i think debt. they'll be able to fix their they have enough good movie pass didn't have the goodwill as a brand yeah but, but netflix has goodwill and they've how got how long can goodwill last though it can last long enough to get bought by someone who has the money but i mean i don't know they're like because someone will want to own netflix they're really in debt <laughs> But I think someone like who more than people realize. I think this like a not cool company who has a lot of money would want to buy Netflix. Like or very like or Google another or streaming would buy. Yeah, maybe Google could buy Netflix. Could Google that. bought YouTube. Remember that? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, and it didn't. I don't. They're trying to make it work as a streaming, but I don't think it's got. <laughs> it's just YouTube is always going to be YouTube. Do you ever think about the fact that we're basically just still living in medieval times but like <laughs> the kingdoms and like fiefdoms have just become like websites. internet <laughs> yeah that's so funny that is kind of true that is so and then yeah so what, what would we were just serfs i guess what is that we Sur are surfs. we're serfs yeah we're just like serfs who are like we're tilling the land lift we're sort of Uber. like and when you make a show you're sort of like a piece of it i've like mm -hmm. i farmed the corn i'm i say one line but it, Man, that's a really interesting metaphor. I wish I was high right now because I would be so much. This is this very this high kind of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> At a certain point, I just weed stopped having an effect on me because I just started thinking just the same thoughts the time. that I was I, thinking. Anyway. I don't smoke a lot, but I did mushrooms once, and uh, I think my brain since yeah, then. Yeah, we all it. know. <laughs>
<laughs> but, oh, someone mentioned it. On, we were on both on, at a show last night together, and um, and People someone mentioned it. it. Time, yeah. The host mentioned it. <laughs> I was like, I still don't, don't think I've seen that video. You don't have to. It's not. <laughs> you say that, but I'm gonna. It's not like the reason I don't like telling people about the video. It is funny to bring up because it's funny to be like people. I mean, it was like rec- five years ago or something, right? Like two years ago. But the, it's funny to me because it's not. Uh, I wasn't doing comedy. Yeah. Like it was for a comedy website, and yeah. I'm like, there's videos that I wrote that I thought are funny that I'm in that I'm trying to be funny, and then here's a video that is more like, uh, it was more done like a documentary style, and I guess it's a funny idea because we're talk and we're all comedians, uh-huh. so like we'll say funny things. But I was not trying to be funny. It's like me on <laughs> mushrooms. So when people say they think it's funny, because people will be like, you're so funny in that. I'm like you're laughing at my essence. So like you're laughing at who I am underneath all the facade. <laughs> like this is my like, uh, what do they call? I hope my it? essence is funny. <laughs> I want it to be. But I don't think they mean it like you're. You've got a sense of humor. I think they mean like you're silly to watch. Good. <laughs> be naturally entertaining. But I can't do anything about it. There's nothing um, wrong with that. But ever since then, my brain has. I have felt like I will think of things that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> the one time you didn't <laughs> well it was just like a crazy trip um which i'm sure they're all like that um but anyways um do you want to play a game sure <laughs> that was what a very kind of game? unconvincing sure i mean well, i don't know what kind of i game. play <laughs> i like to play a game with my guests because it's it's fun it's usually um okay. they're always around the theme of confession sometimes they're around the theme of the confession but i didn't know what yours was so um this is just a general game it's called revenge is the best revenge Ooh, I like the sound it's of inspired this. by revenge um, i love revenge it's a concept yes it is a fun <laughs> concept i don't like to do it but i like people uh, say it doesn't fix anything but (laughs) But it's not true it makes you feel better (laughs) (laughs) um yeah well this will then you'll probably enjoy this game because it's basically i um went to ask ask reddit i didn't write this question but there's a a question in ask reddit that's what's your pettiest revenge story so for the record i don't endorse revenge but i do think it's very fun (laughs) to hear about people getting people back um it's kind of like being your own superhero i feel like you're like uh mm-hmm. fighting the the villains in your head honestly i wish i could get revenge on don smallberg the lawyer who <laughs> fucked my family over <laughs> i hope well see this is where i'm like if i believed in uh fate or whatever i'd believe that he would have if uh, i believed in fate i would believe it's my destiny to kill don smallberg <laughs> <laughs> and you can this is the thing about fate is whatever you do it's just a framing mm-hmm. if you believed in fate and you it still means even if you believe you didn't have free will mm-hmm. you could feel like you had free will you could mm-hmm. be like it's my destiny to kill him and then you could kill him and mm-hmm. then you could be like fate made me do that yeah, but or absolutely. did it i don't know so i think you should always do what you want i don't kill him please but uh i mean i might <laughs> i also think you could still win 16 million dollars and how much would that would, there's would no you, way there's absolutely would you no believe way. in fate then if some from some other what method in your life you got exactly hi- 16 million dollars that's a hypothetical um exactly you'd be like oh shit exactly 16 million there's something about this too hypothetical too hypothetical okay <laughs> well i believe that it's gonna happen i try to live my everyday like i'm about to win a bunch of money the next day so that i wow because i'm <laughs> constantly because i'm constantly in debt and that's the only way for me to not think about all the debt i'm in <laughs> so i'm like well tomorrow it might just be erased <laughs> so uh, it's called uh, blind deniability. Okay, uh, blind optimism. All right, you ready for these? Sure. They're gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna read part of it, and then I'll give you multiple choice. You have to basically guess how it ends. 
All right. And these are all petty revenge. All right. Number one, Pierced Seven says, went to a restaurant for brunch. Upon receiving my bill, I noticed a $3 charge for table linen. What did Pierced Seven do next? A, he removed the linen and ate directly off of the table so he wouldn't get charged. B, he folded it up and took it home. C, he took it into the bathroom and used it to wipe his butt. Or D, he came back to the restaurant and started selling table linens outside for $1 to customers until people were bringing their own table linens in. Um, it's either B or C. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like to call a friend. <laughs> um, uh, you are guess. in the right territory, okay. so it is one of those. Um, I'm going to guess B. Correct. Yes. He said, as I was leaving, I folded up the tablecloth. The waiter said, what are you doing? I said, I paid for it and I'm taking it home. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Number two, Chief Pompadour says, at my previous job, we had separate refrigerators for the different shifts. Our food was constantly being stolen or messed with. Not okay. One day, <laughs> my buddy and I decided to t- make a nice cherry cheesecake, dot, dot, dot. What did Chief Pompadour make Lack the cheesecake out of? Was it A, <laughs> cooking lard, B, spoiled cheese, C, laxatives, or D, the cake from Matilda that the headmaster made the little chubby kitty until he got sick? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say laxatives. You're going to say laxatives? If it's smelly cheese, I feel like you'd smell it coming. Mm-hmm. Good guess, but the answer is A, he said, out of cooking lard. Okay, we finished it off with graham cracker crust and cut up a couple of slices out of it since we knew the thief wouldn't be brazen enough to take the first bite. We never found out who the thief was, but we never had to worry about anyone messing with our food ever hmm. again. Should have been laxative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just follow them to the bathroom and that's how you know. Yeah. Uh, okay, <clears throat> number three. Oh, hey, it's uh, Shanaj says... My my friend in high school was such a drama queen, but it worked out hilariously sometimes. He was cut off by a driver who had no brake lights, and it pissed him off so badly that he, A, followed the, followed the car to its destination and pulled off the registration from the license so the driver would get pulled over in the future. B, followed the car until a cop was behind him so he could see that the brake lights were off and he wrote him a ticket. Or C, followed the car for 25 minutes, shining his lights until the driver got off the highway, even though he missed his exit. Uh, wow. Um, I'm going to say it's C based on context clues. <laughs> mm. Close, but the answer is B. Uh, he says, followed until a cop was behind, merged around the guy, and then brake checked him so the cop would see that he had no brake lights. The holler he let out when the cop pulled the other guy over is still one of the funniest moments of my life. That's fucking extras as hell. <laughs> so extra. That is so strange. And it's like, you got to really like bank on seeing a cop and then be like, all right, here we go. Like yeah. it's such, <laughs> so, such a, it feels like a video game maneuver. It's like a combo. Yeah. I could tell that person was white because I would have been pulled over if I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Too real. Um, uh, petty revenge is so funny to me because it's like, it's, it is like, it's not even like always warranted. It's like mm-hmm. when it's like a real thing that hurt, but it's like, okay, I get it. But when it's petty revenge, you're like, you're mad about, okay, cool. Yeah, do that. that. Person <laughs> <evil>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure they don't tip. What an awful person. <laughs> Number four, Wes Rick says, I've told this one before, but it makes me happy to retell it. I had a boss seven to eight year, years ago who I'm, I hated. She was the fakest and most entitled person I'd ever met. Ugh. One day she decided that she didn't like the smell of microwave popcorn. So she waved her magic <laughs> office wand and had it banned. 
What did this person do for revenge? A, filled her driver's seat or filled her boss's driver's seat with popcorn when she left the window open one day. B, signed her boss up for a monthly popcorn subscription service. C, purchased a USB stick that made the smell of popcorn when plugged in. Or D, started the church of microwave popcorn, got it registered officially as a religion in the country so she could be protected by a lot of microwave popcorn in the office. First of all, I can tell you wrote that last one. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say C. It seems out there you're right it is c fast forward a month or so i was browsing amazon and found one of those usb sticks that emits a smell when plugged in the smell of buttered popcorn that is so interesting i bought it plugged it to the back of her computer she had a sweet smell of pop secret i know i've never heard of this in her office for six fucking months she complained almost every day it was the sweetest revenge i've ever that is pretty cool i didn't even know these existed me neither uh but now you do so if someone tells you they hate the smell popcorn uh, I'll make some right now. <laughs> Maybe it was popping when uh, she like got broken up with or something. I don't know. Maybe it's like connected to a memory. Psychosomatic. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations! You won the game. You I did? you did. <laughs> you got it. Uh, t- probably I don't didn't count, but you won. <laughs> you won the game. <laughs> what did I win? <laughs> you win. Did I win a popcorn? Uh, you win. Stick? No, you don't win popcorn, but you win being able to tell us where to find you. <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> seamless transition um you can follow me on twitter uh at ao brobro a-y-o-b-r-o-b-r-o um probably probably will release some shorts by the end of the year and those are uh video shorts not uh video pants shorts. shorts um i might put out some designer shorts um <laughs> but those aren't going to come out to like spring, spring okay cool cool yeah yeah you got to get that resort wear yeah <laughs> I'll never be caught dead wearing shorts. <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. You thanks can follow this me. podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod on Instagram or join our Patreon, patreon.com slash Tell Me Anything Pod. Goodbye. Goodbye.